Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 24. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? All right. So when we last left off, you guys were in the Adamin Islands, and you rescued your compatriots from the Chocho Island. Uh, you found that uh, boat, that small uh, uh, boat. Well, you you had that outrigger. You guys got in, and so you were you're floating your way back downstream to get back to uh, Port Blair. And uh, and you guys had like a you had, you had discovered although a little late, but you discovered a, a box of uh, really old hand grenades, which by the time you get back to Port Blair, because uh, you ended up having to sleep on the boat to finally get down there, <clears throat> you've noticed that some of these hand grenades are kind of, they, they have a glisten on them that's not morning dew. So they seem to be sweating, like maybe they're unstable. Um, but didn't we leave the hand grenades? I think you had them with you, but I think we decided uh, to chuck them over the edge because chuck them over the edge. edge. Perfect. All right. Yeah. They were dangerous. So they were, they were pretty dangerous. So over the edge, they went, uh, you guys made it back to Port Blair. And then from there, uh, you have, uh, gotten back to Calcutta in order to, uh, rest and recuperate and just kind of take some well-deserved time off, heal some injuries. Um, maybe kind of let your mind calm down a little bit. Uh, so in that time period, I believe we've been gone for a little while. Um, have all the players, uh, had an opportunity to roll their ticks? Yes. Did we have any, any notable, uh, advancements? I got seven points of dodge. Oh, that's fantastic. Anybody else? Anybody else do well? I no? failed. I failed every single check except one, uh, which I rolled a 10 for, and that was my spot hidden. So I was very happy. That's awesome. That's very excellent. Very good. Uh, I don't I, think I went up on anything. All right. I got a few points here and there. The one I was hopeful for it should not have passed. Got an 11 for it, so nothing. Uh, well, I will also say this for uh, defeating the creature known as Barnabas to you from the Dreamlands and discovering that he was the Chocho shaman. Um, for defeating him, everyone can gain a D10 insanity. For rescuing your compatriots, of which there were three compatriots, everyone gain 2d6 sanity collectively. You know, for all three of them together, will be a 2d6 bonus. Uh, but unfortunately, since we lost Sikander and Mabud, collectively for them everyone lose 1d4 
I gained nothing now because um, I got one on the 10, one on 1d6, one on 1d6, and four on the 1d4. So, you so I down. lost one. <laughs> the I odds were in your favor, and yet you still <laughs> lost? Oh, I, I got five Augustine. from the D10. I got eight from the 2D6, and I lost two from the D4. See, that's the bell curve I was looking for. <laughs> I gained 16 points, and my yeah, sanity we're, we're, is such that I can only gain five points before I maxed out. <laughs> yes, I, I, I would have gotten 13, but I am far too mad for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know things that no human should know. I've got 34 in Cthulhu Mythos. That's cool, so. 38. Yeah. Managed to get my sanity back to 57. Uh, I'm asking I... Mythos for this. Say that again. Did we gain any Mythos for this? I feel um, like the kid asking if you have any homework. Woman. I'm sorry, but <laughs> oh yeah, you know, for seeing the Spider Woman, um, everyone gain a, a a D. Uh, everyone gained five points of sanity for seeing that, or five mythos. Everyone gained five Cthulhu mythos for well, seeing that. I, I was feeling good at myself at 71 sanity and three Cthulhu mythos, but somebody wants me to no, learn just... more forbidden secrets. <laughs> I killed her. Yes, you did. And gaining the, the five mythos means our sand cap drops by five, right? It does. That's right. Oh, no. That's not good. Well, I'm permanently on the edge. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, and I'm, I'm permanently at that edge with you, just pushing. <laughs> so now I'm at 39. What are you at? I'm, I actually still have 57. But Oh, no, you mean at Mythos. No, I'm up to 43 Mythos. 43 Wow, mythos? awesome. Yeah, so my maximum sanity. I actually gained sanity for the things we got right, lost a little bit for the fellows, but then now that I've gained more Mythos, I end up a little bit madder than we got here to Bombay. Cheers. <laughs> Excellent. We get any luck back? Yes. Uh, so you guys uh, make your way back to Calcutta for this rest and recuperation. Um, and uh, there's a solid two weeks where you guys are able to just chill. Um, I assume during that two week period, you've been communicating back to Providence to kind of let your home base know where you're at in case anybody needs to reach you in that two week period. Uh, everyone, if you are injured, uh, everyone can gain even without seeking uh, uh, extravagant medical treatment, just kind of, you know, self care and all that kind of stuff. Uh, everyone can gain um, D four plus one hit points. And then as far as luck is concerned, uh, everyone can gain 2d6 luck. Whopping four points. Yay. <laughs> Better than nothing. Hmm. 
in those two weeks, did any besides the things that I've already noted as far as communicating back to Providence, does anyone have anything that they wanted to do uh, academically? Kind of do some get caught up on some reading or anything like that. Anything yeah, I'm note? a little. I feel a little behind on the. Uh... Book of the esoteric material. Yeah, I haven't looked at the book of Ibon yet myself. Okay, so I'll do that. So you want to you want to be reading Ibon? Awesome. Join us. Join us. <laughs> I was I was uh, thrilled with the uh, ability of the uh, wither, so I want to keep studying that so I can like just utter those words even faster. All right, so you're you uh, you're just kind of boning up on those passages. You're not actually casting it to practice, are you? Um, no, no. I, I just I'm just on hotel cats or anything like yeah, that. No, no hotel cats are, have right. gone missing. My cat much, earlier how, today, though. Anyway, how much longer is that? Uh... The letter opener of yours charged, do you think? Oh, it's it's that that was just charged. Uh, that was gone within 24 hours. Well, that was Yeah, I knew it killed a small thing. I didn't remember what what you got yeah. for it. That would be the other one that uh, I'd be studying, the, the, the two useful ones. I have no intention of creating gates or summonings. I'm starting to really believe in this, and uh, I want to steer clear of that nonsense. I think that I'm going to consult anything I can find on Hindu uh, astrological charts and things like that to see if I can find references to this okay. occasional star that shows up. Sure, absolutely. Um, Dr. Long, Dr. Long, why don't you give me a uh, English role, please? Well, it seems my stint on the islands has rattled me quite a bit because that's a 99 against my uh, 80. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so it has, uh, yeah, the stint on the island has has rattled you and make it's it's delayed the amount of information that you can get from this, which could be to your favor. So uh, I want you to, after doing the reading that you've done in two weeks, um, lose one D four sand, gain uh, two Cthulhu mythos. I just lost four sanity. <laughs> oh it's God. just it's just reinforced what I've experienced, and it's it it, it does reinforce what you've been experiencing. Um, roll a D ten for me, if you would, please. Two. Um, so as you were going through the book, um, 
it was one of those things where you kind of like got into a certain section of the book and you kind of got fixated on it and it captured your interest. And so in that time period, you really only read this one little section and uh, it, it has qualities of a poem or a prayer. It's, it's, you know, it was very interesting to you in that uh, fashion. And it, uh, the title of which is, uh, 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 contacts, uh, uh, contacts servant of Zathakwa with a Z, Zathakwa. Contact servant of Zathakwa. And you feel confident that if you were to encant this poem as, as you seem to have been learning, that it may be possible with all the things that you've been discovering and learning about the true world that we live in, you may be able to contact this spawn of Zathakwa. If you so desired. That's, uh, I'm not sure I'm ready to take that step, but. It was, it it was something that captured your interest though. Uh, Cornelius, there are two things. First of all, the last time I saw uh, Long, I couldn't understand a word he said. It was though he'd forgotten English. Do you think he's had some sort of stroke or is suffering an aphasia? Oh, oh my, that's, uh, that's, that's very concerning. He, he just was babbling incomprehensibly. Only in English, though. His Latin was fine. It was very curious. It was as though he'd forgotten 99% of the words that he knew. I mean, it seemed to pass. Must be this heat. Maybe he's dehydrated, just going and getting a little delirious. It's terribly hot in India right now. Edith, was there anything that you wanted to do during this two-week period? Actually, yes. Um, I want to speak with Cornelius privately. Mr. Cuthbert. Oh, Edith. You're you're friends with Dr. Augustine, right? Why, yes. Known him a long time? For quite a while. I'm very concerned about what we saw on the island that night. Is that normal for him? Uh, Not as long as I've known him. I did see that he had some, uh, it looked like some incisions in his his back, which I really encouraged him to get uh, looked at medically. But uh, I'm not sure what has come of this uh, with recent events coming to light. I, I, I don't know really what to say or make of it. Uh, how well do you know him? I, I, we've, I've only just met him. And after seeing all of these horrific things we've seen in the last <laughs> few months, I'm a little fearful of him. It, it, well, we've go, gone back quite a ways. I can vouch for him. He's a, he's a good man. 
and I, I haven't. What, I saw what those things did to that cut on your arm. Well, that, that was, was disturbing, unnerving to say the least. I'm not sure what's going on, but I I really would afford him the benefit of the doubt. I, he needs medical attention, which I'm strongly encouraging in him. But uh, he has great intent, and he's he's never been a, a harmful person in any way, shape, or form in the past. He hasn't betrayed us. It's not that, like that is true. That is true. But I you suppose are right. he would have had opportunity on the island if he'd wanted it. Yeah. But all right. Very well. I just it's don't know of a good concerning. hospital. I, I don't know where we would take him here. There would be a, a good institution we could have this looked at. We could visit that with him or have a conversation mm -hmm. with him. It, Dr. Saladin, he is, he's not a medical doctor, is he? Not that I'm aware of. I never got that sense that he was a medical practitioner. Very well. I just, it's strange. I will talk to, to August Arlo again and okay. encourage him to seek more help as opposed to just ignore this. Very well. All right. All right. Thank you. Um, this was put my mind at ease a little bit. Thank you. If you, if you trust him, I do, then, then I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. He now. is a good man. Uh, Dr. Augustine, um, give me a sand roll, please. And tell me how you do pass or fail. That is a fail. So during this two week period, um, you have been feeling a really you describe it as a hunger you've been feeling a hunger that um food and drink was not satiating um and so on a few occasions during this two-week period you have found opportunities to slip away and make your way to some of the back alleys behind the hotel where there are plenty of, uh, of uh, street cats, homeless cats. And so um, discreetly, you've gone into these back alleys and unbuttoned your shirt down to your navel. And with no one around, you've been able to open your shirt and have several tentacles come out, latch onto these cats, and just start draining them of their fluids until they're just a husk. And uh, and that really kind of tops you off and makes you feel good. Um, so I would like to give you uh, five points of sanity and five points of luck for, for doing that. So you can have that as a reward. Okay for for satisfying your hunger oh, and God. and if you if you decide to choose to to feed more often i'll give you more i have a plan for that okay <clears throat> um dr saladin during your two weeks you wanted to uh from what i heard so far wanted to kind of look for uh books about um astronomy uh information yeah astronomy information and and you know in this area of the world uh it'll be uh 
India subcontinent focused kind of astronomy, certainly, you know, um, you are successful in finding some of these uh, books. Um, but uh, give me a luck roll anyways, please. <laughs> um, you know, reach close up. Uh, that is a pass by two points. A pass by two points. I like it. Um, in your search for some of these books uh, on astronomy, um, there are uh, some that you have found, and there were some that were not available because uh, you were checking things like public libraries and stuff like that. It, not solely, but it, it, your search included public libraries. And um, um, you came across something very interesting. Um, there was a, uh, a book of astronomy that is not available to you from the library. But when you were checking the records, um, th you noticed a, a familiar name, um, which I need to find just to be. You notice uh, a name of Francis Wilson uh, within a couple of months ago. Uh, has it been this long? We'll say, yeah, we'll say within a month ago, uh, Francis Wilson has uh, been in Calcutta and uh, checked out a, a, a book of astronomy. Okay. Um I should kind of be able to tell like when he returned it as well, maybe based on the inside of the cover. Uh, well, uh, maybe just when he checked it out. Yeah. The, there were several books that you wanted to try and get. And there was one book that was not available because it's been checked out by, uh, but according to other records, oh, I at see the library, it's, it's still checked out. It's still checked out, still gone. And so the last person who checked it out was a Mr. Francis Wilson. Uh. And can I tell when he checked it out? A month ago. A month ago. And he hasn't returned it. He's going to have a fine. All right. Um, in addition to this, I want to see if I could find any sort of related information on spider deities of uh, this area, the Hindus. All right. Give me a library use rule, please. Uh, that's a seven. Well, um, so, uh, yes, <clears throat> you find information uh, that talks about a, uh, a mythical plateau here in, the, in Asia, an Asian plateau uh, somewhere north of the Himalayas uh, that people call the Plateau of Lang. And that there are a uh, supposedly a, a, a race of spiders or a spider cult in that uh, plateau of Lang. Okay. And any reference to, we got the name Atlachnacha, didn't we, from uh, the islands? You got that, yeah, you got that from the Chocho Island. 
Cynthia had become the daughter of Atlak Right. Okay. All right. So that's what I've been doing. Okay. Um, and so with your research, uh, go ahead and gain 2% in astronomy. Okay. And 1% in Cthulhu Mythos. Keeper. Yes question um just do i does cornelius have an idea of what that gate form doorway create gate goes to um is is there an idea of what that would do or is it just sort of very part, vague yeah part of the of the of that prayer is uh there's a there's a a portion to it where you're infusing <clears throat> a destination yourself where oh. you kind of like come up with a destination and then kind of infuse of yourself of it and if you've done it correctly <coughs> pardon me you are um either right on the mark or very close to that destination. The prayer talks about there are hazards if you are um, not able to infuse yourself correctly for it. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it's worth the risk, right? Oh, sure. Well, that sounds, that sounds worth studying. So I would, I will give that focus as well, if possible. Sounds good. Pardon me, I'm dying. Goodness. All right. Dr. Baxter. <laughs> was there anything that you wanted to focus on during these two the, weeks? I mean, the, the first thing is that when we got back to Port Blair, of course, I have to speak to the commander there and tell him that my daughter is no longer, that her mission is no longer, and that he has to consider the natives up where she was operating to be hostile, uh, possibly under the influence of the island of known to be east of there, uh, which will not surprise him, the latter part probably. Um, and then I'm gonna try to get him to give me some kind of death certificate because I need to be able to telegraph the states and end Cynthia's legal existence before some spider shows up there and turns into a facsimile of my daughter and runs rampant. Um, so there's legal business with the bank and luckily I have lawyers and things. So even from a distance should be able to affect some of that. Absolutely. Uh, other than, and, mm -hmm. and major Nichols is able to initiate, you know, he loses men under his command. And so they have a mm -hmm. uh, similar paperwork. And so he's able to initiate that paperwork and uh, help uh, uh, telegraph that off to the proper authorities. 
Um, so it'll route through London and then get back to the States. But, uh, but he, he assures you that, um, the paperwork has been started and he appreciates the, uh, the update on the mission. Yeah. And I'm going to also, uh, arrange for a small annuity for the families of Sikander and, um, Mabur since I feel responsible for their passing. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, you know, business like that back on the mainland and the thing that I, in addition to recovering to the best of my ability from that shock, uh, I'm going to, um, I guess also asking my lawyers via telegraph back at, in Providence, I want to find out, it was something in my Philip Baxter's will that sent Francis Wilson running from my memorial service and traveling on short notice overseas, wondering if I could get any information or documentation about what he was left, what I left him. Uh, Oh, I guess right. No, I can't write. Myron Dexter can't ask about Philip Baxter's will. Never mind that. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to trace Wilson's movements after Baxter's death. I'll think on that. Um, on my private time, when we're not drinking cordials on the veranda, uh, I'm curious about uh, forming a scrying glass. Had I been able to see the Andaman Islands beforehand, we could have spared ourselves a lot of grief and danger. So I assume that I can get a silvered glass. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I, it seems from the, the age of the text of Ibotten that all the ingredients should be available in a pre-modern metropolis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, especially in the, uh, the, the uh, Calcutta markets. Uh, you can yeah. you can get a beautiful uh, silvered handheld mirror mm. and uh, and and turn that into a scrying glass. So you're going to uh, spend uh, time infusing this with energy to to do a scrying glass. Yes. Okay. And experimenting um, with that on you know a location uh, probably in Providence that I would recognize whether I was accurate and what it took out of me physically and emotionally and so on. You, so I know what to expect. You remember what the name of that spell is? Well, I was told that it was form scrying glass. Form scrying glass. <clears throat> Let me see if I have it as form scrying glass. <laughs> you remember what book that came from i suspect it was ibon but we have had a couple of texts let's see it was uh 19 when we were all on the steamer on our way to trouble
Hmm. <coughs> mm, goodness. Let me double check and see if I have this on PDF so I can just kind of zip through it. <coughs> Excuse me. It couldn't be. I'm just looking at the keeper's gun, and there's one mirror listed there. Okay. Uh, also in the keeper's third crate, crying window. Oh, all right. That's that it. Sounds good. That's it. Where is it? <coughs> crate, crying window. I apologize for my coughing. Create barrier. Oh, I'll go back to this one. Create scrying window. Here we go. Found it. All right. Oh my. Okay. All right. You're going to be making a smaller version, so it will take. Uh, fewer magic points and fewer POW to do this. Um, all right, so in the two weeks, <clears throat> so you're going to focus on this for the two weeks? Yes. <coughs> okay. Um, you will uh, regain um, you pretty much regain all your magic points overnight, right? Mm -hmm. um, so over the course of, of two weeks, assuming that you replenish all of your magic points with a full night's rest, in two weeks, would you have the ability to invest 40 magic points? Um, uh, sure. I mean, I, 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 my base is 17, so I could comfortably spend 10 a day and not fall okay. apart. Good. All right. Um, so I'm going to need you to also invest, um, and this could be a big hit for you, but 15 points of pow okay better use it <laughs> <clears throat> and roll a d3 and lose that much sand i, I laugh at that <laughs> i laugh at that all night long and they can hear me through the walls <laughs> exactly so i only I yeah two right in the middle so back and down to I'm still more than half sane. All right. Um, so you have a handheld silver 
looking glass that is now a scrying mirror. Uh, so you do know that in order to use this mirror, it will cost you a D3 SAN per session. Um, it will also cost you Uh, double checking here. <clears throat> oh, this was interesting. Um, so part of the process of creating this uh this mirror mm -hmm. is you started by breaking the the glass so you smash this this glass and all the all the glass all the silvered glass fell out of the of the mirror mm -hmm. <clears throat> you then it was a painstaking process but you then reassembled the mirror, putting all the broken shards back in and you were infusing, you know, uh, essence of yourself into each piece as you like reassembled this glass. And so now that it's all put back together, um, uh, when it's not in use, it just looks like a, a, a spider web broken uh, looking glass, you know, where you see hundreds of, of reflections in yourself mm -hmm. in each little broken chunk. Uh, but then when it comes time to, to use it, you will, um, so when you're going to actually do the scrying, it's 1D3 sand and it's one magic point uh, per five minutes of concentration and it is distance. Uh, uh, it's 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 based on distance as well. <clears throat> so if you want to look a really long distance, it would be more magic points. Uh, but for one magic point, um, you can you've you've got a pretty good radius uh, for one magic point. Um, thinking about it on a global scale. So if I wanted to see inside the surveyor's office from across the street in the hotel, it would be pretty simple. If I wanted to check back to Providence, it would be a longer and more costly experience. Um, and if you wanted to, so this is a very multifunction tool. So with your D3 SAN and variable amount of magic points you can use it to uh, look across the globe um, uh, in real time uh, and uh, it would be fewer magic points to view a location that you're intimately familiar with You've been there a couple of times. You can remember what the layout was. Uh, but if you're trying to scry to a location that you've never been to, but you've uh, 
uh, read about it maybe in a book or in a travel log or on a map. Um, it would take a few extra magic points um, to try and look at a place like that in real time. But you also have the ability to look uh, both people. Huh? Mm, for, I was wondering if I could look for a person if I didn't know their whereabouts. You could do that as well. You could focus on a person again, more magic points because it's more vague. You don't know where the uh, where your scry will take you. Uh, but also you are not limited to real time. You can look into the future and into the past of mm -hmm. that location or of that person. But looking in uh, either back or forward in time is going to be more expensive uh, magic point wise and uh, and could be more costly sanity wise plus you don't know uh, what you might see which could also in itself have a, a different sanity effect <clears throat> also i uh, realized that if now that i've given up 15 power points <coughs> is that a permanent thing or is that something i'm going to gradually recover from they're gone that's, that's gone it's permanent. So that also means i assume my magic point now or only 14 instead of 17. Yeah, go ahead and reassess your, your daily magic points, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it that's the change down to 14. Uh, I mean, starting at 85, that wasn't a completely insane thing to do. Anywhere under 75 seems like a real diminishment. You also you also get a sense. I mean, you you really infused a lot of yourself into this. Mm, yeah, um, this is a very precious object. It's a precious object. You've also been noticing, um, like, if it's been in your room, and you were elsewhere, and maybe a draft came into your room, and a and a cool breeze brushed across the uh the scrying glass you felt a chill up your spine you you've you've got a real uh tangible connection to this um you even fear that if something was to happen to it like it was destroyed in some manner that there could be a backlash and it and you would actually feel and suffer from that destruction this is a good town to have a nice uh, leather uh, and velvet case made that fits it just so. And of course, I'll take the manufacturer um, an identical mirror, not my mirror, to have it fit. Um, yeah. All right. Nice. Oh, no more raft rides for me. Ooh, that was very cool. I liked what you did there. That was very neat um did i miss anybody did anybody else have anything that they wanted to uh talk I, about or, or do i did <laughs> oh tell me dr augustine well on top of my bloodthirsty nature as is going on i was also planning on when i'm not feasting on camps in the dark alleys uh you know as yeah. you do i was gonna try and see if i could learn to control these a bit better than just try to become not 
I don't want to lose. I don't want to. His aim's not to lose himself to the tentacles, but he wants to become one with them almost. So all right, give me strong. give me a power roll, and I'm looking for a hard success. So you may want to consider maybe investing some luck. Well, a twelve. Oh, <laughs> it's that's, very good. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it, it almost seems like since you have kind of accepted it a little bit and given in to some of those um, temptations, it has gotten easier to control them. Okay. You feel like that you could do uh, some fine motor skill, dexterity motor skills with them. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my aim over the time. I want to become a bit more comfortable with them as I'm stuck with them now. So I don't want so I also want to be able to try and call them back eventually because I don't want them just to linger out when I don't want them to be there. Uh-huh. But you know, not everything uh, works out the way you want it to. Uh, not everything. Probably closer to the two week mark as well. I will have a chat with Cuff, but because I know he probably wants, I know he'll probably, it works out both ways because he wants to have a conversation with me at some point. So, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, Cornelius, um, <coughs> you, uh, you're interested in, in maybe trying to uh, create a, a, a a bridge to uh to providence oh definitely uh if i can my goal would be to try to find some way to create a portal gate door to my office at brown university's librarian office okay um yeah that's that's awesome um where would you want to establish this uh this gate I have no idea how it would work. So upon reading further into this, is this something that would would be an item that would generate this? Or is this a specific physical location that it would have to be built around? So it, you know, upon your your investigation into this as you re- review Ibon, um, it is uh something that you normally uh it's, it's a portal. And so normally it is uh, within some kind of structure that has a framework, be it a door frame or a window frame or a portal of some type. Um, like, for example, not that you have to do this, but your uh, your hotel room has a wardrobe. Okay. And so you could... You know, it has doors, it has a, a framework. You could uh, enchant the wardrobe, right? And, and, and it would do double duty, right? So if you're not, um, you know, triggering it with magic points after it's constructed, assuming it is successfully constructed, if you're not triggering it with magic points and sanity, you open up the, the armoire, doors and it's an armoire your clothing is there and all that stuff but doors are shut and you are infusing of yourself into it and murmuring saying that prayer you open up the doors and suddenly your armoire 
the contents are not there, you actually see if it works right, you would see um, your office at Brown University. You could step through the armoire and there would be some other, uh, you know, creation of the gate. You know, it's a it's a complete item. So not only are you setting it up here, but your target location will also get these doors and you create this this permanent bridge that you can access. Right. <clears throat> so permanent i probably not in this hotel room i need to give a good think about this and discuss well all right then. thank you so think about it wherever you would like to uh to set up this uh this bridge from here to there okay so was there anything else anybody else wanted to touch on anything in this in these two weeks <clears throat> Cornelius, if you're thinking about it, are we safe to assume that you're not going to enchant the armoire of your hotel room? Um, how long is, does the process take? Is this is this something that I could do within like an hour or two, or is this like something that would need days to to perform? If it's, and is it something you can undo? Yeah. I'm thinking if it's something I could do in an hour or two or three, then I'll sort of look for a better location later. So, so you have options. So you could, um, similar to how, even though you don't know this has happened, my assumption, even though we talked about it openly, my assumption is that unless Dr. Baxter tells anybody, nobody really knows that he's created a scrying glass. but metagame wise similar to how he has invested a large amount of magic points over a prolonged period of time and a large amount of permanent pow points he has a permanent object you could do the same thing you could have a permanent object that is this bridge or you could do in the short term you could cast a spell and have the bridge work just the one time and then and then it's gone which would have a far less uh expenditure of uh sanity but you're not because you're not creating an artifact like he did yeah. so you could in this two-week period you could experiment and try and do a gate and go to providence during this two-week period okay i would like to try that then All right. just to make sure in case we get because we, we, I know for a fact that we've run into some horrible things and want to know if push comes to shove, if we can escape. We can go home without paying our bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could sneak out without paying the bill. Yes, that's what this is for. All right. So, so um, uh, halfway around the world, is a pretty good distance right oh this is time or, or a distance distance cost it is a distance cost um so
Um, so if you want to try and do, and how long would you want this gate to be uh, available to you? So it'll be like a, like a, uh, a haze. You know, if you, if you were outside on a hot day, you see that, that, that haze raising up, you know, of, of hot air coming off the asphalt, you can create within a, a framed portal, like a doorway or the armoire doors or something like that. You could create this, uh, this wavy haze of air for a certain length of time so that you can come back and forth. And then after that, so would you want it to last? It's on a per hour basis. So one hour, two hour, just, just one hour. It would be for everyone to get the hell out of Dodge. Sure. Okay. All right. So for one hour to go halfway around the world, Okay. Why don't you, and you're, you're not creating a permanent thing. This is just a temporary. Um, so because it's temporary, this will also be a temporary expenditure of POW. This is POW that you will get back on a one point per day basis. Um, and how, how at what point of your 14 days in Calcutta on day what are you doing this spell? Uh, I, it would probably be a, a few days into it because I was studying other stuff. So we'll say 10 day, uh, uh, four days in of the 14 days. Four days in. All right. So you'll have, you'll have a 10 day recovery period when we get started in, in the, uh, in the game proper. Uh, all right, great. So, um, go ahead and you'll spend, um, lose 15 pow, but, but you're going to get uh, 10 of that back. So net lose five pow. Okay. And you've got five more pow. When we finally get the game rolling in this chapter, you'll have five more pow that you'll recover on a one per day basis. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also on that fourth day in Calcutta, I want you to lose. Um, you don't have to make this because you've already regained it, but you would have lost five magic points on the day that you did that spent on that, on the day you cast a spell Got it. or the day you attempted to cast a spell, because what I want you to do is oh, Lord. <laughs> after after you spent so temporarily temporarily what would have been your new pal after you lost the 15 pal uh, that on that day four 60 oh uh, well i i had uh 70 so uh down 15 would bring me to 55 okay so on that day four when your pal was a 55 uh make a pal roll to see if this was a successful cast. Ooh, darn. Wow. So it's only 55% chance. That's uh oh no. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, it's a hundred. I rolled a hundred. Did I just, oh God. Okay. Um, 
All right. So, so there was a fatal flaw in the way that you did this. Uh, so as you were casting this, um, there was some kind of backlash, some kind of, of force backlash. Um, so uh, you are permanently reducing your pow by five. Lose one D three sand. Oh, geez. Two. Okay. And age your character by 20 years. Oh, my God. And make make any. Go ahead and look at character creation and find out what kind of adjustments yeah. that you need to make for being aged by 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, although you won't be making um, um, education uh, improvement roles. Got it. Okay. There we go. All right, so we won't be messing with this. Oh, guys. <laughs> I'm, What's your new age? I'm 60 now. <laughs> yeah, that was a really bad backlash. Yeah, I don't think this is a good idea to try this, guys. Magic is not a good thing to fiddle with. I think you are right. Maybe we should just carry on from here. Last 20 years of your life. Oh, my God. Look at me. My God. Deep, dark lines on your face. Your hair is longer and gray and real scraggly. Oh and uh, and there was a lot of uh, lo- lost weight from it. Oh, I, I passed my sanity roll for saying Cuthbert suddenly aged yeah. 20 years. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a fantastic idea. How about everybody make a sand roll for saying Sorry, Cuthbert God. aged 20 years? Maybe maybe you and Holly should like sit in the front row <laughs> by yourselves <laughs> every yes. other Sunday. Teacher, teacher. <laughs> I didn't pass. How could I? I can have a I have a TTK where we all die of old age prematurely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's cha- chain reaction of sudden aging. So and did the gate fail? Yes, the gate did not work. It did not open. Oh. I'm not messing with that again. That's that's terrible. God, look at me. Oh, what are the chances of you getting two hundreds in a row? <laughs> Although Cornelius, Cornelius, even though this one didn't work, you still feel like the science is sound, and that you, if you felt like it, you could try again. But <laughs> what's the sanity loss, John? Oh, if you fail your sand roll, lose a D three. If you make it, lose nothing. I lost two. Me too. You could you could risk opening a time gate and going back two hours and warning yourself not to do it. I think it does say something about uh, that theory of relativity. There is some relationship between space and time. I think you got that equation wrong too, though. Uh, so since Cuthbert, since you uh, were going to lose five points of POW permanently, 
of the 15 that you spent, by the time we initiate this chapter, you would have rehealed all of your available POW that could heal. So Got it. there's good news on that. Holy cow, I didn't realize I'd lose so much. Uh, 60 loses three move, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 60. I'm not that slow, guys. <laughs> Did you have to make well, a, any adjustments you, to strength, con, and, and yeah, uh, tw- and 20 looks like 20 points spread across <laughs> three and okay. 15 from appearance. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And appearance. 15. Tell me about it. Apparently, so, yes, whatever, whatever your move called. <laughs> Whatever you move, your move would be, uh, either that seven, eight, or nine number, it's deducted by three. So your current one might have already been accounting for your current your age of forty. Got so it. it's not going to be three reduced from that. It'd be three reduced from whatever it would be. Okay, that makes me got it. Okay, and okay, I'll have to come back to that. I'll fine tune this. Okay, oh, I'm not doing that again. Oh my God, guys, what have I done? What are the odds you would roll another hundred? No. <laughs> more tea, more tea, more cream tea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll That's... get lucky and find a spell that'll reverse aging. Right? Maybe. Oh yes, brain. <laughs> maybe put a little of that in here. Nice. Some on your on your arthritis. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Put hair on your chest. Awesome. Well, in the, uh, so that was the uh, interim while you guys were uh, spending time recuperating in Calcutta. Um, after two weeks, of being in Calcutta, there is a knock on uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Baxter, although uh, uh, you are being addressed as uh, uh, Myron Dexter, Dexter, I believe. Yes. Uh, so there's a knock on uh, on uh, Mr. Dex- uh, Mr. Dexter's door <clears throat> and a, uh, a bellhop. And we've all been back back at the King's Hotel. We left some trunks here, and yes, so so we're all in the same building and everything. Yeah, yes, right? yeah. So uh, come in. Uh, so a bellhop uh, says, uh, uh, "Mr. Dexter, a, uh, a telegraph has been forwarded to you. Here you are." Mm. And he hands you a telegraph. I hope he hands me a telegram. Telegraphs are heavy. a telegram. Te- okay. Hands you a telegram. You're right. And piece for the boy. Oh, thank you, sir. And then he 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 gives you the telegram and and runs off. I'm aware of your activities. We as a thought stop have information of great value. Stop need help. Stop leave immediately for Darjeeling, India. Stop. He could have saved himself a nickel leaving India out. Meet Colonel Hugh Huntley of British Foreign Office. Stop. Have faith. Stop. Francis Wilson. 
Well, I'm uh, going to ring for a boy and see if how many of the fellows are in the hotel at the moment. What hour of the day is it? 10 a.m. Hmm. I should catch everyone. Um, uh, you know, uh, just a note to the to each of you saying uh, had telegram. Um, let's meet. I bet uh, the King's Hotel has more than one lounge with a name. Sure. Uh, you know, we can meet in the Victoria Lounge. Yep. So I will invite everyone. Do we assume too that in the interim I told them about the, the library book that had been checked out by Francis Wilson? Absolutely. Yeah, I I I guess you know, metagamically we can sort of catch each other up in this. Yeah, go ahead and and let's take a quick moment to uh, obviously, uh, Cornelius's uh, failed magic thing is quite obvious because he wears it on his face. But if there's anything that anybody would want to go ahead and share that we kind of just went through publicly, is that any information that you want the other characters to know or are you withholding any of that information? Let's go ahead and kind of get that out in the open so that we don't accidentally uh, say something that your character didn't actually know. I, I assume that know. a couple of us will have approached Cornelius about his friend Augustine and the mysterious appendages um, and been similarly comforted. But certainly, you know, at some point, if we don't feel like Cornelius has addressed it, we're going to approach Augustine himself. Um, but not necessarily before action is taken. I feel like we have a general idea of recuperation. Yeah, I won't be telling anyone about my cat-eating tendencies. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cuthbert, if, if I were to ask you in private, as the people who had knew that we had read the most Ibon about your sudden change of appearance, I assume you'd be forthcoming about your experiment? Oh, yes, I... This right here, I'll show you exactly what it was. This, this, this damned gate. It looks so promising. Ordinarily, I think would be a bunch of hoopla, but from what we've experienced, it seemed like something worth looking at. And in case we got ever stuck in a crazy spot like we did before. It, it, you said it, that was in the book of Ibon? It was in the... Was that we had a yes. bit of Vermes, but we had mostly an Ibon translation. I guess I, I guess I never got that far. Yeah, the book has got a lot of stuff in it, and so certain people got fixated on different chapters. Yeah, the only thing that Cornelius and I both got was something about an entity called Sathagawa or something that I yeah. wasn't going to mess with. Yeah, having had a bad experience with my last god. There's um, but, something called you know. Cornelius, I'll show you. Hmm? Oh, I was just saying, I, I know something called uh, Zathakua uh, mm. from this book. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a the three of us might see if we can piece that together between us, although I don't know if we'd ever try it. I'm, I'm very leery of touching anything from that book. This, this seemed like such a great mm. hope for us. 
And look what it's done to me. God, I could just feel being drained. Well, I can't. I don't have it in me to do this again. If, if this happened to me again, I could die. Could you show me the passages? I'd like to at least take a look. We do tread carefully, Zeno. Here. Here and here. So you want to show specifically the gate passages? Yes, I'll okay. point it out. I'm not touching this again. Unless um, unless death faces us imminently, I will not try that again. And I assume you guys maybe had this conversation um, uh, as far right as... Right after it happened. Right after it happened. So that actually gives... Uh, Dr. Saladin time to learn this if he so desires. Do you want to do that? I do. Okay. Give me a uh, power roll. Or no, give me a uh, uh, read English roll. I got uh, let's see, 38 out of 75. Okay. I'll so, spend the one point to make it a hard if that makes any difference. Absolutely. It'll, it will always make it better. Hard. Okay. Uh, so with your hard success, um, you are really focused on the section that uh, Cornelius uh, showed you. So you will also uh, pick up this uh, create gate spell. Um, go ahead and lose uh, D3 San. Gain. Three Cthulhu Mythos. I lose two. <laughs> I'm at my limit. All right. <coughs> and you said um, three Cthulhu. Yeah, three say? Cthulhu Mythos. Mm. And you have gained the create gate spell. Okay. Now, when the time comes, I also have the Vorish sign which says I can do that in addition to the spell in order to magnify or make the spell more powerful. Yep. 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 Now it was going to take you the 10 days from when he had his accident to, to now to learn that spell. Right. Yeah. So you don't have an opportunity to cast it yet, Uh, but now we've caught up. And and so uh, uh, Dr. Baxter has received the telegram and uh and can can talk to people about it if right. he so desires uh thanks for uh coming into the tea room uh etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> um i knew we had to move on at some point but i don't know what ideas you all had about what we might do but i have received from the untrusted but informed word of uh, Francis Wilson that he's aware of our activities uh, specifically regarding as he calls it as a thought um, that he needs help that we should be hopeful and there's a Colonel Hugh and Darjeeling uh, that he commends us to uh, that's quite a trip that's all the way across the top of India isn't it it's quite a trip to nearly everywhere from here. Do you trust him, Dr. Baxter? 
Well, I, it is difficult for me to trust anyone at this point, you'll understand. Um, I know primarily from you that I uh, approached him separately from the rest of you in my will and the materials that were granted in it. So I assume that before whatever happened to me that led me to that dreadful chamber in the dreamlands, I had reason to trust him. Uh, we also know that he preceded us in the dreamlands. Is that not correct? Didn't he leave a note in a, in a tome in the library that we found? There were uh, somebody wrote in the margins of a book in Mandarin. That's I believe we thought that was Wilson. He was professor of Oriental studies. I thought I thought they told us uh, one second. I could be mistaken. It could have been me. It's not. There's nothing like having uh, substantial parts of your uh, top brain eaten out by un inhuman things in an alternate universe to make one forgetful. A uh, long foo. Somebody named Long Fu made the annotations. Hmm. Uh, but Zeno, you saw his name here, right? Oh yes, he had checked out the uh, the book on astronomy I was looking for. And just the fact that he knows where to find us with a telegram, and uh, you know mentions. The telegram, the telegram was forwarded from Providence. Ah, huh. So you've been in contact with Providence, telegram went there, and then it came to you. Oh, thank God mm. we didn't get it in Providence and have to come all back to this country again. I wonder if telegrams would indicate when, did it have the location that it was sent? And uh, the time? Uh, Due to it being rerouted, uh, as far as you can tell, it was sent from Providence. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so we he directs us to this Colonel Hugh something in Darjeeling. It's on, it's on the sheet. Uh, <coughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a step forward. We all we know is that Nemesis is coming and that we don't know what will trigger Saladin's and honestly I know. given what the god did to Myron Dexter on my behalf I would say it was a, at best a trickster deity it gave us what we asked for we just didn't realize what we were asking and this this telegram mentions an Azathoth Yeah, that's similar to other uh, of these names that we've run across. They're all, they always seem to be a little different, don't they? Not sure if any one person knows exactly how to pronounce or say it. Sounds valid. Sumerian or something. Yeah, I mean, there are roots that are parallel to uh, Semitic languages and 
possibly the Egyptian, but always misspelled probably by medieval scribes. Maybe it's pronounced as a tote. Like Thoth is pronounced tote. More research eventually. Oh, as a yes, great. Oh, go on. Uh, I will chat with Arlo in a moment. Well, as Long said, uh, you know, happier to find uh, such a telegram on this side of the world. Um, it might be a long way to Darjeeling, but nothing compared to the trip back. So certainly worth investigation. And I do like the idea that we'd be speaking to a, a member of the uh, authorities and not some random witch doctor. As no offense, you know. It's actually uh, 685 kilometers and it's just straight north. <clears throat> I thought it was all the way across this, the country. I was thinking of New Delhi. So probably a, not a bad train line if we spend a little mm -hmm. money. I spent a little bit of his money, you know. Well, look on the bright side, Cornelius, you can maybe find a better brand of tea to replace that ghastly crane stuff you've been drinking. I don't know. It's kind of grown on me. Literally. It's not that bad. I don't think it has anything to do with. Yeah, when, this. when they said it gets better with age, I don't know this is what they meant. <laughs> oh, Dr. Long. True. Well, we Our, can book that, the train passage up there. While you book that, I'd like to speak with you, Arlo, if you have a moment. Uh, yes, of course, Catherine. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Arlo, now, I didn't want to say this around anyone else but really need to get that looked at it it's it's unnatural what's going on there out of your back aren't you concerned it's it's fine it's so fine fine that's this that doesn't happen with humans it's there it's it's arlo it's, it's not human what is it my yes. friend, it will all be fine. I I have already sorted out some help when I get back. Don't worry. Well, I do worry about you. You're a good man, Arla. I don't don't want to see you get any more hurt, or I don't know yes. if this is growing in you. Don't worry, Cuthbert. One of my good friends. He's going to meet me at my house, one of my houses when we get back, and he's going to have a look. He is a professional doctor. Just, but just how long is that going to be, though? I mean, we not, may not be back for over a month. I am fine. <clears throat> Say so. Does, does he, does uh, looking at him, does he seem... Give, like, me a, uh, give me a spot hidden. Spot hidden. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm good at that. Boom. That's a hard. Every time you bring up the uh, the subject about his tentacles and 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 how it's unnatural, you know, and 
I don't know. It seems to me like you're kind of advocating, like, get rid of them somehow, maybe, right? Every time that, that comes up, you can see the edges of his shirt underneath. Things are fluttering underneath there in, a, in, a, in an agitated state. We'll be fine, Cuthbert. All right, now. Nice Cuthbert. little tentacles. Cuthbert, my friend. I do also have... Um, on a, a lighter note, uh, an update on Zebedee. Um, oh, God. I never actually sent him to uh, a psychiatric. He's actually under private care at one of my houses, and uh, he is doing very well. They are looking after him for me. Oh, that's wonderful. I Please. mean, for, for us, obviously. <clears throat> Please do send my... Send my well wishes to him. I'll I'll write him shortly. Just let me know what which of your homes to to write to. I can write him, drop him a line myself. Yes. All right, Arlo. It's all right, Cuthbert. It'll all be okay. I promise. You are my so, dear friend. I wouldn't harm you. It's all kind of step backwards and out into the other room with everyone else. Oh, hi, everyone. How are those train tickets coming? Uh, so I'm um, having uh, the uh, fellow, uh, person latched me at the hotel who I have grown to trust, uh, look for appropriate uh, hotel in Darjeeling and better train ones. Um, I don't want to have any more of our baggage stolen. I want clear and clean arrangements. And now that we've been in country for a bit, I've ascertained a little something about what this sort of civilization is up for. Yeah, you know, you guys have spent enough time and spent enough money in Calcutta to kind of. Uh, buy your way past uh, the petty thieves and stuff, you know, so you've got enough of a reputation and enough time in country that um, it's, it's no longer profitable for the, for the petty thugs to target you because they've seen that you're sticking around, right? People who stick around can make trouble for them. People who are passing through town, they're easy. They're easy targets. Um, and so you've spent enough money in the economy and stuff that, uh, the petty thugs are kind of, you know, moving away from you and targeting others. Um, <clears throat> so your contacts in the hotel, uh, inform you that, uh, Darjeeling is, uh, pretty much directly North of Calcutta. Um, and it's about a day and a half's, uh, train ride. Um, and there are, uh, first class, tickets available uh that you could get and um and ride the train north to uh to Jar darjeeling and uh darjeeling uh is a uh, a much smaller uh town very kind of frontier if you will um it's uh it's uh located at the foothills of the himalayas and uh uh, 
and yeah, you can, you can take a train and it should be a fairly, fairly safe ride for you. I trust that we shall never say anything closer to a frontier than the Andaman Islands again in our lives. Here, here. Um, uh, so I'll get, yeah, I'll get the name of the hotel and arrange for storage here and, and baggage there in the first class. Do you want, you know, we'll leave tomorrow so we can do whatever we have to do before we, whatever makes us comfortable. Okay. Oh, and, and if you do don't mind to get first class, I, I'm feeling, yeah. I, my muscles, the joints are a bit stiffer now, and I think I need a little bit more comfort. I'm terribly sorry. Yes, you know, there's a, a local practice, um, the yogi do it. I don't remember what it's called, but it's apparently good for loosening up the older joints. Uh, I also hope privately that we'll be able to do something that will counteract what's happened to you. I understand. I I don't have the acuity I had two weeks ago because of these books. I just um, wish I'd never seen them. Well, again, you know, the withering and the whatever is in Arlo, without them, we might not have escaped that island. We'd all have been eaten by those devils. We were all been eaten by my daughter. That reminds me of that Arlo's. I, I'm a little bit concerned there. He's, I'm not sure what's really going on. No. Uh, I think he, I think he means well. But I'm not sure he's in control of whatever is going on. We'll see. We'll be mindful. Please do. You don't. You don't know of any. He doesn't. It's not something he read in an old book or something. Is it? An, is it a biological thing? I, I have no idea. I I was surprised to see it the first time myself. I wonder if it has to do with that. Uh, Blasted Observatory, or if we brought it west, we'll, perhaps we'll learn. Um, I also, I guess, need to send a telegraph to Colonel Hughes and, and tell him, or ask him for an audience saying that, uh, that uh, Francis Wilson is introducing us to him. And if I don't get a response from you know, cues that I'll know that some things arrive there. Um, say that again. Tell me again what you're doing. Um, uh, sending a telegram to, was it Colonel Hughes or Hughes uh, someone? Yeah, uh, Hugh Huntley. Hugh Huntley. I ended to send a, graph, a telegram to Hugh Huntley to say that we're on our way, that Wilson sent us, and that we requested audience for, you know, the day after tomorrow, given okay. transit or something. All right. So you send that like a, a day before you leave. Yeah, right, you know, after this meeting, because All I right. need to know before we actually travel. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you send that telegram, and and as noted in the um, in the in the telegram that you received, uh, Hugh Huntley is a, the of the British Foreign Office. So you you send that to the British Foreign Office. Uh, uh, care of uh, Colonel Hugh Huntley. And, uh, and so you did that the day before you were going to get on the train. So uh, you sleep. It's now the day of the uh, 
train ride. And as you guys are packing your bags to leave uh, the King Hotel, you receive a, uh, a telegram response from uh, Colonel Hugh Huntley uh, uh, saying, uh, looking forward to meeting you. Mm -hmm. Not a wild goose chase, and not a wild goose chase, and we have a, an official uh, line of inquiry. So, all right. Um, so you guys uh, gather at the Calcutta train station. Um, the train is uh, a a single steam engine coal car. Uh, two, <clears throat> two uh, uh, boxcars for luggage and other things like cattle and stuff, large cattle, um, two third class, well, no, three uh, third class cars, uh, which are just open, you know, not open cars, but they're very simple. They've got one restroom and just, you know, uh, a single aisle down the middle with, with bench seating on either side, third class. Um, then there's a dining car and then there's one uh, first slash second class car at the tail end of the train as far away from the soot as possible uh, because uh, coal trains uh, are notorious for uh you know all that all it looks like white smoke belching out but it is filled with uh, soot that will just utterly uh, coat the train and if you ride with your windows open uh, you will be coated in soot and so the closer you are to the front the filthier you get the further away the better so the first class car is all the way at the back end of the train <laughs> Um, uh, so you guys are at the uh, train station. Um, everyone can give me a spot head. Oh, that's one last thing I'm good for. <laughs> 61 is a regular success. Nope. Uh, so you guys are kind of uh, queuing up to get in. Uh, there's a massive throng of people. Uh, who are just kind of uh, pushing themselves into the third class cars. Uh, but there's a pretty good separation between those passengers over there and, and you guys uh, getting into first and second class. You guys share a car. And there's actual um, stewards who are kind of uh, checking tickets and, and getting you guys boarded on this car. And, for those who were with successful spot hiddens, as you kind of look forward to where those third class passengers are 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 uh, crowded to try and get on, um, you do see there's a uh, uh, a cluster of uh, four uh, men in uh, long dark robes dark head coverings <clears throat> they're tall men um and uh and they just have just you know just basically their eyes um are visible 
when their hands are not you know out and doing stuff um and uh and this cluster of four men in in dark clothing um i don't know they seem to be kind of looking all's way and then they the four of them board the third class car uh would this strike me as so i passed is there any religious practice i could think of that would, this would be normal for uh give me an occult roll uh, 66 is no good not that you're aware of in fact uh if anybody was successful with the spot hidden uh now give me a power roll i had a hard a hard occult uh, a hard uh spot hidden okay 35 is a regular power Okay. I uh, failed by six points. Dr. Saladin. Yeah, you saw those four men in dark clothing, and they, I don't know, it seemed to you like they were looking your way more than necessary. And now you're a little paranoid that these people might be after you. Hmm. I'm hoping that I blend better than everybody in the crowd. Uh, you do seem to blend better. Um, Zeno, you saw those men as well. I did, and uh, I didn't like the looks of them. Perhaps I'm getting paranoid, but how do people know where we are and what we're doing? And I'm, I'm very nervous about that. They were a little too tall to be Chocho, but... I'm sorry, Chocho. Who did you see? Uh, there were four. There were four men in dark robes. You could only see their eyes. Um, Problem is that everybody here dresses thing? in such outlandish costumes. Um, uh, I, uh, if I mean, if it, if we are really worried, uh, Baxter, did you share the fact that you made that mirror with us? Uh, I think I've only talked to Cuthbert about it because of our parallel. Um, yeah. I, I I say just make sure that you're ready. Make sure that you have your weapons ready if you need them. And uh, keep a keep an eye open. You spotted something. Uh, there may be people on this train that have been watching us. It could it could also be it could also be nothing. Uh, what does the rest of the first slash second class train look like? Um, are there a lot of Europeans or? Uh, there are some Europeans um, and uh, some wealthier uh, English fam or uh, uh, Indian families who are traveling. These people um, were all in black, correct? The four men were all in black. Is there, um, is there, uh, are there armed personnel keeping the rabble out of the first slash second class car? No. Or a, a steward, steward that looks stern, demands uh, tickets? Yes, there's a, there is a steward who, uh, who, um, is stationed on the first, uh, there's two stewards. Who are stationed on the first second class car. 
but they're they're both to, for service and for security. There's not any kind of real. <clears throat> I mean, they just look like. Somebody? Yeah, they just look like normal men. I mean, they don't look like bouncers. Yeah, these are and they're wearing livery, and they. They've, you, you think, think they, they could be assassin? I said if they were assassins, then the 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 stewards on on the ship on the train won't make any difference. They'll kill them and still come after but, us. I mean, why would any? Why would they be after us? And why here? Because I mean, how would they know we're somebody here? somewhere knows what we're up to? We've just stepped on a lot of toes along the way. But I, the, I'm the, sorry, I, I could just. Whose toes? I mean, those. Do you think those things in Montana sent them? I mean, the I people think that, that were after the, us in the Andamans all died. We were in the Andamans, and then we came back here. We didn't go immediately back to the, the states, and now we have people dressed in black coming to kill us. I don't how, know. How long is this train right supposed to be? Day and a half. Uh, yeah. Day and a half days, hours, day and a half, a day and a half. Oh, 30, roughly 36 hours. Uh, I, now I've heard back from uh, Huntley's office. He's expecting us. Um, if they've, if we reach the point where the, uh, whatever external group this is has uh, occupied the British t- telegraph system, and we have bigger troubles than four men on a train. No, I don't, I don't, I mean, why would they go after us on a train? There's so many variables, there's so many people, so much could go wrong. Wouldn't it just be easier if they, if they were sent by them to just ambush us once we get there? It, it might, wasn't it hard to get us when we arrived in the country. We had our luggage stolen by children. They could uh, in, sneak into our rooms at night. I was about to ask, are we in sleeper cars? I was assuming that. Yes, okay. yeah. Yeah, it is two rooms. Is there is there a dining area in this car as well? Not as- in this car. There's a dedicated dining lounge car, and right. it is separates between us and third. Yep, it separates the the three third class cars. Then there's the dining car, and then there's the one uh, first slash second class uh, car. There are there are stewards in every car, and they won't let the third class passengers come up to our. There are stewards for sure in the first class slash second class car. There are for sure stewards in the dining lounge car. There are no stewards in the third class cars. Um, In this, in our uh, car, among the other. people who are not employed but are passengers i'm sorry are there other are there like english military personnel looking types or give me a luck roll oh that's uh that's uh uh nope i spent a lot of luck before to stay alive nope there are no uh soldiers no british soldiers um all i can say to you is if if you need me in the middle of the night and you decide not to knock and sneak into my room make sure you say something before you can hear me because i'm going to jam this knife into anyone who i wake up and suddenly find leering over me 
I'm guessing that we're going to have to spend the night two in a pod, one over the other, in a sleeper in the, in this part of the world. Or to hang bells on my door. And a door curtain, maybe. I mean, we're in first class. It's not like there's air conditioning, or it's. I mean, first class it, on the train. It's still also it's still. The, the doors open in, right? So we could yes. put like a little little doors. Doors. The doors are pocket doors. Oh, oh, dirty rotten pocket doors. Well, um, sleep lightly, everyone. Any, uh, so there aren't any uh, obvious British soldiers. Um, what do the other inhabitants of this, the upright part of this car look like? Um, yeah, there's a, uh, a couple of uh, uh, British businessmen, um, and there are some uh, Indian families who are traveling north. All right. So I'm look. I'd like to look for the uh, elder male of a wealthy-looking Indian family. Okay. Um, <coughs> and ask him if uh, you know. I I'm 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 still learning that there are many languages and and cultures here. Uh, and we saw a group of tall men who were dressed all in black with just the tiniest. Um, space for their eyes what what group what religious group is that oh yes oh that that is yes you have a very keen eye they are uh they are holy men um they are holy men they are they must be on a pilgrimage so yes what are, whole, is there a holy site by darjeeling uh, uh well they are most likely uh traveling to uh, uh, Din Dina Jaipur mm. to uh, to pray there. Fascinating. Uh, my Dina friend Jaipur and I are... is going to be the one and only major stop for passenger on and off boarding before heading further north to Dar Darjeeling. Well, that'll be a pretty good test of that hypothesis. In, any other stops are just going to be water stops that'll take you know fifteen minutes with no with no passenger movement during those times. Uh, well, I'll, I'll um, I'm going to schmooze with this uh, fellow a bit. You know, hopefully he's not a banker because that'll make my conversation difficult um, to a point. Sure. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, just uh, I, you know, get a get a get a sense of this group of people because we're going to be with them for a day and a half. All right, stuck my foot in it already. So the uh, oh, he didn't say there was a name of this. He just said that they were very they're holy men. They're very holy types yeah. of some sort, but not. He didn't say they were Dravidians or something. Yeah. Non-specific. Uh, okay, uh, so the train takes off, um, and uh, the uh, <clears throat> the day and a half is uh, 
rather uneventful. Uh, the four men, the four holy men do disembark uh, when you uh, get to uh, Dinajapur. And uh, as do uh, many other passengers as well, uh, probably 60% of everyone disembarks in uh, Dinajapur, uh, making this a, a, just a skeleton crew of, of, uh, of passengers uh, carrying on northward to uh, Darjeeling. And, uh, and you arrive to Darjeeling. Uh, as you disembark, uh, there is a, a British soldier um, standing out on the uh, train platform uh, with a, a small sign that says uh, uh, Mr. Dexter on it. And Mr. Baxter. Well, I'm Dexter to the public. Ah. Uh, 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 can I tell by his insignia what he is? Uh, Hello, I, I don't yeah, know. you can stuff. see that he's like a he's like a corporal or or something equivalent in the uh, in the British Army. <clears throat> so low level en enlisted. Yeah. Good man, I'm I'm Dexter. Uh, this is the party. Thanks for meeting us. Oh yes, uh, very good, sir. Very good. And uh, and so there's uh, two more uh, uh, young men in uniform, and they come out and they said, uh, uh, "Oh, let us help you with your bags." And they start collecting up all y'all's bags and said, please come with us. Uh, thanks to you and thanks to uh, Huntley for the um, welcome. Oh, yes, sir. And uh, they they pile you into three Jeeps and uh, and take off. Um, Darjeeling is uh, very much a, a frontier town. Um, other than the uh, temple, the the you can see there's a a uh, uh, like a Buddhist temple in town. It's it's a two story building. Everything else is only a single story, and uh, they drive through the town, uh, you know, avoiding animals and people, and eventually take you to a small compound, um, and that says uh, British Foreign Office outside on the building and uh, they take you in and you meet and shake hands with a uh, Colonel Hugh Huntley. And he says, uh, well, very good. Uh, I trust your trip was uneventful. Uh, yes, quite so. Uh, reasonably comfortable. Um, we actually have arranged a for a hotel. Um, so I hope we haven't gone out of Taking your men out of the way to to come out here. Ah, oh, well, I'm I'm afraid that uh, there there won't be time for that. Uh, um, we we need to we need to push on as soon as we can. Um, well, I uh, um, that the the telegram I received, perhaps after a bit of an intercontinental delay, did not indicate that we had an urgent matter. Uh, Let's have introductions, and then perhaps you could explain what is expected of us. Uh, well, my orders are to send you on to uh, to meet with uh, Mr. Wilson. 
Uh, I see. Professor Wilson has uh, has has been in the field for some time, and uh, quite so, quite so. Uh, you will be meeting him. You'll be meeting him at uh, uh, Lahasa. Uh, does that mean anything to me? Uh, anyone may give me a idea roll or no, a, a no roll, a no roll based on your education, a no roll. 41 no. is just shy of hard. <laughs> Five. Wow. Yeah, I got an extreme as well. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yes. So those who are in the know, uh, you are aware that Lahasa is a uh, capital of Tibet. Um, and it is uh, a few hundred miles away um, over and beyond the Himalayas. Hi, Tibet. Tibet. Why did we come here then? That's so far away. Yes, well, uh, uh, that was not part of my uh, information. Need to know, don't you know? And I don't need to know. So uh, let's go gather your things uh, and we'll uh, uh, I'll get you on the road. Your men have our things. Um, there's nothing, no further briefing from Wilson than that we're to meet him in Lahasa. Uh, just that I'm to equip you and uh, and get you on the road to Lahasa. And that road is over. It's, there's a train line, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 no. You will be uh, uh, the pack animal. Will be you'll be traveling by pack animal and and camping as uh, as you travel. We there's an entire expedition ready to receive you and and take you over the mountains. Good Lord! So yes, you yes, must yes. have every faith in Wilson to uh, supply us this way. Yeah, well, uh, he he is part of the uh, chain of command, so I I do what I am told. All well, right, could have met us halfway. So in in uh, Huntley's office, he equips each of you with um, uh, papers <clears throat> in order to. Uh, travel internationally into Tibet. Um, he equips you with uh, heavy furs in order to uh, combat the cold. He equips you with uh, camping gear in order to with that, you know, withstand the cold and, and make the trek. Um, he then um uh, takes you into the armory and uh and says uh uh the the trip can be uh uh quite dangerous quite dangerous um so uh are you comfortable with a long arm or or sidearm long arm please yes yes well very good uh if you select long arm he gives you a basically a, a British version of uh, what we would call a Lee Enfield 303. 
So go ahead and if you want a rifle, um, you may add to your character sheet a, uh, a 303 Lee Enfield. Uh, you will use your uh, rifle skill, and the damage is 2d6 plus 4. Oh. It has a it has a uh, one shot only, so no multi shot, and it can hold ten rounds in the magazine. And the malfunction is a one hundred, and you are equipped with three magazines. So one in the weapon and two spare. That sounds like we're going to need them. So well, I already have one of those too. I already have my rifles. <laughs> well, yeah, I, ha- if, I have a. If you need a, a weapon, it's here now. If you want a sidearm, does anybody want a sidearm? I'll take yeah, a thirty-eight. I will have a sidearm because I lost my other sidearm. So. All right. Uh, if you choose sidearm, they give you a Luger pistol nine millimeter which inflicts uh d10 damage and it will fire one or three up to three shots so it does have like a multi-fire short round burst and it will hold six rounds And its malfunction is also 100. Those are your choice of weapons. So I, I'm, I'm keeping my 38, which is similar, but I'll take the infill over whatever I, if I brought the shotgun even back, which I don't think made it. Okay. So. So. And everyone, really, and he, really he nice does request that you only, you only take one. So either the long arm or the sidearm, your choice, but not both, please. If I already have a long arm, I can still have a sidearm. Right? Absolutely. Okay, it, okay, if cool. the long arm is already yours, go ahead and grab a sidearm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I already cool. have a sidearm, so I'll take a long arm. There you go. Yeah. And I have a knife. You seem well equipped. Can we get some iron tablets for my friend Cuthbert? He's aged a lot while we traveled. I think it might be malaria. <clears throat> oh yes, I I was led to believe that uh, you were all of a uh, of a of a spry lot. I didn't know you were bringing someone's grandpa. Well, we're we're a hearty lot, but uh, yeah, Cuthbert suffered a bit, and uh, well, we've been through a lot. Through a bit. Ah, certainly, certainly. Here you go, Pops. Thank you. Uh, it's like a giant bottle of pure speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after you guys are fully uh, equipped, he uh, uh, gets in one of the Jeeps with you, and the young men are driving again. And you guys end up driving. Uh, it feels like you're driving out of town. You're going even further north. The Himalayas loom ahead of you. <clears throat> Snow-capped Himalayas. You can feel the cold winds coming down off of them. 
and uh, he drives you out of town and you see basically what looks like a ranch. So you pull up to this ranch and as you get out, uh, you can see that this ranch has uh, all kinds of like uh, uh, mules and alpacas and, you know, all these, you know, heavily furred uh, animals. Um, and, uh, and there's a ton of, of, uh, 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 Indian men and, and also, uh, you know, other men that, that you suspect may be Tibetan. Um, and as you guys kind of like get into this party, there's like a group of 20 men and a ton of animals and all of your gear is like strapped to these different animals. All of the new gear that you got is uh, strapped. Um, you know, uh, a lot of these animals have saddles. So you have your choice of either just walking or riding. But it takes a, a couple of hours to kind of get everything prepped and readied. And it's just it's just flying for you guys. And. Uh, finally, uh, you know, Colonel uh, Huntley says, well, off you go. Safe travels. Uh, uh, give Mr. Wilson my best and uh, stay warm. <clears throat> and you guys begin just walking, walking with these animals, walking with all these men. It's an entire it's an entire caravan of an expedition of men as as you guys are just being escorted north as you're walking into the Himalayas and at that we will draw this episode to a close Shemini Christmas how did we get ourselves to shit <laughs> <laughs> our players included Josh Harwood Morgan Llewellyn Holly Buto, Stuart Lipley, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.